Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi. Recorded Sunday evening, July 30th, 2023. Thank you for joining us for Sunday School. Tonight's sermon is preached by Pastor Dan Carr Sr. and is titled The Blessing of Being a Child of God. He's preaching it out of the text of 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 to 2. We hope that tonight's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless.
1 John chapter number 3. Easy way to find it. You can go to the book of Revelation. Then just kind of turn back a little bit to your left. You'll come to the book of Jude. Then there's 3 John. Then there's 2 John. And then there's 1 John. Now, don't confuse 1 John with the Gospel of John. Gospel of John is found. you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? I'm talking about 1 John. Back by Revelation. 1 John, five chapters. Then there's 2 John, just one chapter. 3 John, just one chapter, okay? 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. If you're able tonight, why don't we stand and I will read out loud. And you can just follow along as I read. 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. And we'll just look at two verses. 1 John chapter number 3, and look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Behold, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it 
knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I don't know if you know this, but this story ain't over. I said the story is not over. The same Jesus Christ that died on the cross that they put in a borrowed tomb that rose again, it's the same one that's coming back. And uh, he, he's coming back. It's going to be a little different this time, though. It's going to be a little different. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. And how sweet and how good thy word is. And I would pray now for these next few minutes that you would arrest our attention. To God, that we'd make our minds up on purpose. We're going to listen. And God, that you would speak to all of us. I think there'll be something here for all of us tonight. And so, Lord, I pray and beg and plead that you would help us. We love you. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated tonight. The word behold. Behold. That would be like stop. Pay attention. Listen. Look. Behold. He says what manner, that word manner means kind or certain degree. Behold, what manner, what kind of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called uh, the sons of God. I do not think that we, it really soaks in uh, the privilege, the privilege that you and I could be called the sons of God. Behold. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You say, well, preacher, everybody uh, is a, a child of God. Everybody is a part of the creation of God, but everybody is not a son of God. I'm going to jump over to the Gospel of John and just read this really quick. In the Gospel of John chapter 8 and verse 44, listen to these words, powerful words. Ye are of your father the devil. Boy, that is powerful. Ye are of your father the devil. Jesus speaking to religious people there. Uh, the Pharisees and says, ye are of your father the devil. Uh, everybody is not a child of God. Behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And then verse 2, it says, Beloved, now watch this, very important. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. The very moment a person receives Christ and they're born into the family of God, right then they become a child of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. I am not in the process of becoming a child of God. The moment I accepted Christ, I became instantly a child of God. Do you see that? Very important. Very important. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. So the Bible uses this language. In Matthew chapter 6, you don't have to turn, but in Matthew chapter number 6, the Bible uses this language. You're familiar with this. Nearly everybody in the room will be familiar with this. We call it the Lord's Prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father, which art in heaven. You see that? See that relationship? Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. When a person is born into the family of God, they become a child of God at that very instant, at that very moment. The Bible says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Jesus taught when you pray, pray our Father which art in heaven. I am glad tonight, watch this, I am glad tonight that I have a heavenly Father. I have a heavenly Father. Now watch this. And I'm his child. I have a heavenly father. And I right now. Not becoming his child. Right now. On uh, July the 30th of 2023. I am right now a child of God. That's pretty good. Three of you like that. All right. That's pretty good. So let me give you some blessings. 
of being a child of God. Uh, some blessings that come with this. Somebody say, you know, my dad is uh, Elon Musk. My, my dad is uh, the president of the United States. My, my dad is a senator. My dad is a general. My, my, my dad is so-and-so. And, and, uh, and man, I believe every, par- uh, every child ought to be proud of who their parents are. But can I just talk a little bit about the blessing tonight it is to be a child of God. Okay, so I'm just going to give them to you quickly, all right? Number one, here's a blessing of being a child of God. Number one, you get to go to heaven. That's a pretty good deal right there. You get, watch this. Who goes to heaven? Who goes to heaven? You know who goes to heaven? Children of God go to heaven. Those that are not children of God do not get to go to heaven. Only those that are children of God. We got the idea that everybody is, and I wish that was so, I wish everybody uh, was going to heaven, but only children of God go to heaven. Listen to what Jesus said. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate that, and broad is the way, but leadeth to destruction, and many uh, there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You know, one of the blessings of being a child of God is you get to go to heaven. Listen to this verse. Very important. In John chapter number 3. Listen to this. Jesus talking to probably the most religious man of the day. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, uh, unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. What is a blessing of being a child of God? Well, number one, you get to go to heaven. Uh, Listen to this verse in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And uh, do you know when a person becomes a child of God, just like you have a birth certificate, and uh, uh, when you were born, you got, a, you got a birth certificate. When a person is born into the family of God, their name is written in heaven. It is called the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is written there. And uh, when you get born again, your name is written in heaven. So, hey, what, what is the big deal about this saying about being a child of God? Number one, you get to go to heaven. And may I just say quickly a few things about heaven. Number one, heaven uh, is only for the children of God. Yes. Number two, heaven is a real place. Yes. Jesus said, uh, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Heaven is just as real of 8467 Canal Road, Gulfport, Mississippi. And uh, number three, heaven is a beautiful place. Can I just very quickly, would you turn with me, if you would, to Revelation 21. If we had all night to talk about, preach about heaven, we could never do it justice. There's no way to describe it. In Revelation 21, listen to this, verse 21. And in the 12 gates were 12 perils. Perils. Every several gate was of one peril. And and I'm, I'm not quite saying the word right. And the street, not streets. And the street of the city was pure gold. As it were transparent glass. Now you're, you're all excited about the gold ring you got on. In heaven they paid the streets with gold. And you're going to impress God? Come on, somebody help me with that. Heaven is a real place. It is a beautiful place. There was a little girl that was born. And when she was born, she was blind. She could not see her mom and dad very broken hearted over her, their little girl. They had taken her to many different doctors to see if they could find anybody that could help her. They finally found a surgeon in Chicago who was a new surgeon, and this was years ago, and, and had agreed that he thought he could help their little girl. He agreed to do eye surgery on her, both of her eyes. She was blind. She could not see. And uh, so she had this uh, eye surgery, and they, they had to uh, wrap her. She couldn't uh, see, uh, take the bandages off for, for several weeks. 
And then uh, the order from the doctor was you can only take you know, so many layers off uh, after that. And so then uh, several weeks had went by. And so finally they brought her back to the doctor there. And he was going to remove the last bit of the bandages. And there in the office, and as he took that last bit of bandage off, of course, at first, she's just really just trying to, you know, open her eyes. And so that took a little while, and they kind of wipe her eyes. And finally, she's just started kind of focusing in, and finally she could kind of make out her mom and dad. She kind of began to make out the doctor and begin to make out people in the room, their, their face. She'd never seen a person before. She said to mom and dad, would you bring me? Could you bring me outside? I want to go outside. And they brought her outside and they had her hand. And she said, are those trees or are those the trees that you told me about? And they said, yes, darling, those are the trees. She said, are those the clouds that, that, that you told me about? And, and uh, they said, yes, darling, that, that is the clouds that we told you about. She said, why didn't you tell me it was so beautiful? And they said, sweetheart, we tried to describe it to you. But there was just no way we could. Tonight, I tried to describe to you heaven. There's no way I can. It is impossible. The Bible says it had not uh, entered into the heart of man. or I have not seen, nor had it entered into the heart of man of what God has prepared for those that love him. May I submit to you tonight, heaven is a beautiful place. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hurry tonight. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. Watch this. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, that is the verse that Charles McKinney used in Brother Riddick's funeral. Remember that. For we know not that, for, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. And in a house not made with hands, watch this, eternal in the heavens. Did you know not only heaven is a real place and a beautiful place, but it's an eternal place. You do understand what's happened in our lives. Somebody was kind of telling me the other day about, you know, all the sickness and, and all that's going on in the church. And I said, well, let me help you out with one, one thing about that. We're all getting older. We're all getting older. I'm, I'm 60 years old. Man, I, I never dreamed I'd be 60 years old. People asked me, was I going to go through the optical course out there? I said, I said, my mind wants to try it, but my body says, no way, buddy. You with me tonight? There's some things I want to go do, but I, my body will not agree with my mind. Some of you understand what I mean. Heaven, look, this place where you are right now, I want you to understand this is temporary. Heaven's eternal. Heaven's eternal. Let me just leave you with one more quick thought uh, about this place uh, called heaven. Not only is it a real place, a beautiful place, not only is it an eternal place, Man, I remember when I was a kid, mom, my mom's here tonight, and my mom would come, and she'd say, uh, time to come in, and we'd keep playing. Starting to, you know, the sun's starting to go down. It's time to come in. We act like we didn't hear. We kept on playing. And then when mama did it like that, I said, it's time to come in. We knew we about to pick them up. You ever remember when you was a little kid, and you was playing, you just didn't, never wanted it to stop. He's just having so much fun. I believe heaven's going to be that way forever. Amen. Heaven, I'm telling you, it's an eternal place, okay? It is an eternal place. But listen to this. In Revelation chapter 21, and verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor cry, and neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Hey, in heaven there'll be no more pain. Now, that may not mean a lot to you tonight, but uh, if you've ever had your, both of your legs broke like I have, and uh, sometimes they hurt, that would mean something to you tonight. And uh, I'm simply saying to you tonight, heaven is going to be a place where there's no more pain. Amen. This is a blessing of being a child of God. Number one, you get to go to heaven. Number two, you get to have a close relationship with your heavenly Father. Yeah. This, is a, this is the blessing of, of being a, a child of God. You can have a close relationship. A close relationship. 
My mom told me one of the sweetest stories this week. I, I, I just, I, I've been waiting to want to tell it somewhere in my preaching. But my mom, my mom said when she was a little girl that she would, uh, her dad would go to work. And she, you know, my mom's, uh, her mother died when she was only about four or five years old. And uh, so my mom was close to her dad and my, her dad would go to work. And she said, she told me this week, she said, I would be looking for my dad to come home. She said, I'd be out there by the road. I'd be sitting on the porch be looking for him. And she said, when I saw my dad coming, I would begin to run to him. She said, my dad would reach down and pick me up. After working all day, he had to walk, walk home from work. I said he had to walk home from work. Worked all day, and, and, and now he's come home, and, and, uh, and, 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 and he picks her up. And my mom said, you know, he'd worked all day. He had to walk home from work, and then he towed it me home. Isn't that sweet? You know, it's good to have a close relationship with your parents. I know, I know we're living in a day where there's so many people that are so bitter and they're so angry and, and uh, I, I, you know, but you need to forgive. Can I just throw that in? There needs to be uh, forgiveness. But may I say to you tonight, you say, preacher, my, I never had a close relationship with my daddy. I never had a close relationship with my mom. My childhood was a disaster, preacher. You have no idea. But I've got good news tonight. You can have a wonderful relationship with your heavenly father. I love this verse in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 34. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 34, and verse 10. And, and there arose not a prophet since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Moses had a close relationship with the Lord. Amen. Uh, go to the Gospel of John. I want you to see this quickly tonight. The Gospel of John. I'm talking about some blessings of being a child of God. Number one, you get to go to heaven. Number two, you can have a close relationship with your Heavenly Father. And in John chapter 13, look at this. John chapter 13 and look at verse 23. The, the Bible says, And there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Do you see that? Amen. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Do you see that? Here, here is John the Beloved who wrote the Gospel of John, 1st John that I'm preaching from tonight, 2nd John, 3rd John, in the book of Revelation. Amen. He had a very close relationship. Watch, watch this. this is, I love this. Look in John 20. I want you to see this. In John chapter number 20. John chapter number 20. Watch this in verse 2. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, uh, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Notice again, he is referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He said, Preacher, did Jesus love all the disciples? Yes, even Judas. But John is referred to the disciple whom Jesus loved because John chose to get close to Jesus. Look in John chapter 21. Watch this. And, uh, and John chapter number 21. And, and watch this. And look at verse 19. Uh, this spake he signified, but what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter turning about, uh, see the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned uh, on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Do you see that? John is referred to over and over in the Bible, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, he loved all of them, but John was close. Do you desire to be close to the Lord tonight? Do you desire to get close to God? I've got good news. You say, preacher, I'd like to have a close relationship with the Heavenly Father tonight. The Bible says, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? I'm talking about the blessing of being a child of God. Number one, you get to go to heaven. Number two, you will have a close, or you can have a close relationship with the Lord. Now go back to 1 John chapter 3 really fast tonight. 1 John chapter 3, number 3 tonight, you can ask Him for anything. You can ask Him for anything. 
Look in 1 John chapter number 3 and look at verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Don't really be expecting to get your prayers answered when you're not willing to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Uh, look at chapter 5 and look at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, notice the words, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we had the petitions uh, that we desired of him. I just want to go on notice tonight to say a blessing of being a child of God. You can ask your heavenly father for anything. I'm not talking about sinful things, of course. But the Bible says we can come to our Heavenly Father. I've told this story many times. I had went to the home of grace, the, the man's home of grace, to actually make a visit. It's in Van Cleve. I left there. You had to come at certain times. They only allowed you to come at certain times to make a visit there. And so it was kind of around lunchtime when I could come, and so I, so I didn't get to do lunch. So now it's about 1.30, so I stopped at this little hamburger shop there on, uh, on I think it's 53 or 57, and uh, there in Van Cleve, and a little hamburger place. So I got out of the car, and I'm looking at the window, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a little thing there. It's, you know, hamburgers, you know, $1.85 or $2.20, or now, you know, $22, and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, inflation. But, uh, so I, I'm looking at the, uh, the board there, and it said hamburger, and then it said plus 30 cents cheese. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I'd like to have some cheese. So, but I'm, I'm looking at my count, my minus of $1, $2, $3 Coke, you know, $1.59, whatever. I said, oh, that's too close. I said, give me a hamburger and a Coke. I said, yes, sir. I got back in my car. The lady got... Uh, done, and she uh, tapped on the window. You didn't eat in there. You, you sat in your vehicle, and they, they t she tapped on the window and uh, did this, and I got out and went over there. She said, sir, uh, uh, we got your hamburger ready and got your drink. She said, but we made a mistake. She said, I'm sorry. We'll make you another one if you want to. She said, but we accidentally put cheese on it. I said, it'll be fine just like it is. I got in the truck and just started weeping. That God, my Heavenly Father, thought enough to put a piece of cheese on the hamburger. You say, you really believe God did that? As true as I'm standing here. I remember needing some shoes, some brown shoes, and so looking for some shoes. And me and my wife was shopping, looking. So we went to five different places. And so the, one of the last places we was going to, I said, man, I'm tired of looking for brown shoes. And, and uh, I said, babe, let's pray. Let's ask God for some shoes. I said, well, I hadn't prayed, hadn't asked God. So when the car bowed ahead, pray, God, you know, we've been looking for some brown shoes. Can't find them. But you please help us. And, and so we go in there. And sure enough, here's brown shoes. And uh, they got one on. You know how they do on the display? And, uh, and so there it is. And so I'm thinking, man, boom, God's answering my prayer that quick. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there. So the lady comes back and she says, ah, I can't find the one that matches. I'm so sorry. And my heart just sunk. You ever do that? I just like, I just knew it, you know? And, and my heart just sunk. And she said, well, she said, uh, she said, let me go look one more time. So she comes back, she has this box and she's grinning. She said, somebody put these shoes in the wrong place. I can see you're impressed. <laughs> Are y'all women and I? I prayed for rocks. For rocks. And God gave me rocks. This land that you're on right now, where you're sitting at church, pray for This is answer prayer, right where you're sitting. I, this was nothing but was, and I, I kind of uh, would pass this. I just, God began to deal with my heart. I began to come out here when it was just was and, and pray about this property. And, 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 I, and I pictured in my mind the building that we would build and where I thought the pulpit would be. And I, I'd make my way in, in, in the woods here and, and, uh, and, and get on my knees and on some straw. And there were some pine trees just like uh, that's left to us here. And, and I'd get on my knees and pray for this property. Well, duh, I guess God answered. Yeah. Are y'all still living tonight? 
Long story, I prayed for a, a brother reader who was talking about praying for a vehicle, and I and I, he said, I believe you ought to be specific. I said, I agree with you, you ought to be specific. I uh, uh, got a newspaper out in my office one time, laid it there. I said, uh, Now, God, I'm praying for a van, but I'm not I'm not praying for just any van. I, I'm praying for a two-tone blue van. Got off my knees and look, look, look into you know classified as this is a hundred years ago. People don't know what a newspaper. Y'all don't know what a newspaper is, most of you tonight. And that uh, long classified ad. But I, uh, so I, I looked under van and I called and I said, uh, I see you got a, a van uh, for sale in the thing. I said, I just gonna want one question. I said, what color is it? It is two tone blue. I said, I want it. But he don't know nothing else about it. I said, I, I want it because I just prayed about a two tone blonde. This has got to be it. Yeah. It was it. I bought it. I can see y'all so impressed. Tell me about yours. Tell me about your prayers. Those are the little ones. There's some I could tell you. Some big stuff. I'm glad I have a heavenly father. Just as my children can come to me, but when they get married and grown, they start making it on their own. Can I get a witness there? I can remember many times going to my dad and say, Dad, can I have a quarter? When I was a kid, you could go to the store with a quarter. That's 25 cents. You know what you could buy? If you had your bottle, you could buy a brownie and a Bart's root beer. And I'm not that old, but you could for 25 cents. We'd ride our bicycle all the way to the store just to, to, to get a brownie and a, and a Bart's root beer with 25 cents. My dad or my mom, remember, what are you doing asking me that? Who do you think you are? Hey, I was their child, and I thought it was okay to ask for some things. The Bible says, call unto me, and I'll answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which I know it's not. The Bible says, open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. We should ask God for things. Nothing wrong with asking. And by the way, we need to keep asking. If you believe, if you believe it's the will of God, you still with me tonight? May I say number one, hey, the blessing of being a child of God, you get to go to heaven. The blessing of being a child of God, you can have a close relationship with God. The blessing of being a child of God is you can ask Him for anything. May I say quickly tonight, number four, you can count on being corrected. You say, that's a blessing? That is a blessing. Go to Hebrews chapter 12 tonight. I'm about done. Hebrews chapter 12. The blessing of being a child of God. You can count on being corrected. Now, back in the old days, when I grew up, but can you believe I would be calling that the old days? If you got in trouble at school, you didn't come home and tell your mom and dad. You didn't come home and tell mommy, I got a whooping at school. I said whooping. Yeah. Wasn't no spanking, buddy. It was a whooping. Yeah. So I got in trouble at school and the teacher whooped me. Yeah. You didn't dare come home and tell mom and dad because you didn't got another whooping. Yeah. With nobody marching down to the school and got to sue the school and got to beat up the principal. No, if you got in trouble and the neighbors spanked you and, uh, and, and mom and dad found out, they wouldn't go over there fighting the neighbor. They're going to give you a spanking. I would say things change a little bit. Can I get a witness? This is years ago, like 14,000 years ago. I was having vacation Bible school and, and these two little boys, I don't know what got into them. I don't know what got into me. But my mom had one in each hand. It was coming up. The, this was one was in the white building, coming up the step. And, uh, and man, they was jerking away my mama. And, and before I knew what came over me, I took that little boy and just tapped him a little bit and said, son, you better behave. He looked at me. I wouldn't tap a child. You couldn't give me a million dollars. I ain't touching anybody else, kid, in 2023. Can I get some help now? Because they will see you and they'll come shoot you and fight you and everything else. Look in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse 6. The Bible says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. 
If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. You see, the Bible is clear about this. If you are one of His, if you belong to the Heavenly Father, you can't just live and do what you want. God is going to chasten you. God is going to correct you. God is going to tell your heart off. People are going, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I would be afraid to live the way some people live and claim to be a child of God. I'm telling you, my Heavenly Father has tucked me to the woodshed more than once. Did you hear what I said? My Heavenly Father has, uh, uh, He don't let me get involved with a lot of stuff. If I ugly to somebody, if I, if I get out of the way, my Heavenly Father gets on me immediately. Matter of fact, all He's got to do is look. You know, when you're the preacher's kid and you're sitting out there and the preacher's up here is preaching, sometimes the preacher's kids think they can get Bible stuff. So I don't know if Jonathan was even born then, but I know Dan Jr. was in on this one. Dan Jr., Shree, I think Matthew, he probably was little, he probably was in, in on it. But anyway, they, they're messing up. Now I'm a preacher and I'm trying to look at them, get their attention. I'm a preacher and I try to do that eye. You know that eye? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, they kind of gnaw me off. You, you follow me? Yeah. I'm thinking, he think I can't spank him because I'm a preacher. And I said, you know what I got to do? If y'all don't mind me, if you don't mind, I got to take care of some business. <laughs> I'll be right back with y'all. I think I need to do that tonight. Nathaniel to you, buddy. That's a good boy right there. Are y'all still with me tonight? You ever made on contact with your Heavenly Father? If you belong to God tonight, if you're one of His, He's going to correct you. He's going to correct you. Now what all of that means, huh, that's for you and Him. He'll work it out. He'll get, he can get your attention. You, can't, you can count on being corrected if, if you belong to Him. May I say lastly tonight, if some blessings of being in the family, the blessings of being a child of God is you have a big family. Brother Ed, who was a member here who we loved dearly, who's now in heaven, who had a stroke and became a dear part of my family, and some of you became a part of your family. And I told, uh, one time I was preaching, I said, every man ought to have a sermon in his Bible. You ought to always be ready. You never know what's going to happen. And so he took me up on it. He had two sermons in his Bible, and after he died, I preached one of them. The other one I still have, and I'm waiting, and I'll preach it someday. I don't know when, hopefully before I die. I'm just saving it for a special time, and I'll preach that one. But he had two in his Bible, and one of them was what I got, and I, this, I preached this one, what I got when I got saved. That was the message he had. He did it on his own, had the outline. And one of his points was, I got a big family. He was all by himself and living by himself. And when he got saved and got in church, he got a big family. You know, the blessing of being a child of God is you can have a family that will love you. You have a family that will care for you. You have a family that will pray for you. You know, in this day and age that we live in, it is good to have somebody that loves you. It really is. It's good to have somebody that cares for you. I don't know about you, but I like it when somebody checks on me. Somebody says, Preacher, how are you doing? You know, I heard I, you were sick. I heard you wasn't feeling well. And I think you like that too. It's good to have a family uh, that cares for you and that, that loves you. And may I close with this tonight. How do you get in the family? How do you become a child of God? There's many blessings in being a child of God, but how do you become a child of God? That is the question tonight, and I'll close and answer it. Go to John chapter 3 really fast. John chapter number 3. 
How do you become a child of God? Is it becoming a Baptist? Is that how you do it? And I'm a Baptist, but that's not how you become a child of God. Is it becoming Catholic? Is that how you do it? How, how do you become, how do you become a child of God? Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called uh, the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. How do you become a child of God? Look at John chapter number 3. Watch it now. In John chapter 3 and look at verse 3. The gospel of John chapter 3 and look at verse number 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be what? Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be what? You must be born again. The way you become a child of God is you got to get born into the family. You got to be born into, you know how I became a car? I was born in the family. My dad was a car. Now, not automobile car. He was C-A-R-R. Okay? He was a car. His daddy before him was a car. His daddy before him was a car. I, I was born in the family. You know how you become a child of God? You got to get born again. You got to get born into the family. Why, why do you have to get born into the family? Because Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. When Adam and Eve sinned, we're all born with a sinful nature. Do you know what's really wrong with this world? People say, what's wrong with this world? People are going crazy. Because they're sinners. That's what we all are. We have a sinful nature. There's not a school in America where you drop your children off and you say, would you teach my children how to lie? Would you teach them how to be selfish? Would you please teach them? No, they're born with a sinful nature. And whenever you get older, you come to the age of accountability. You got to be born again to go to heaven. You with me tonight? You got to get born into the family of God. Look at Galatians chapter number four. Go there. There's, a, there's another term that God uses for uh, becoming a child of God. He uses the term, you got to be born again. Look in the Galatians chapter 4. Look at verse 5 quickly. To redeem them that were under law that we might receive the adoption of sons. There's only two ways you get, get born into God's family. You get born into it by the second birth, by, by being born again, by being adopted. There's some people who are adopted. My wife and I adopted two children. There's just as much as my children as all the other nine. Just as much. They are cars. We adopt them into the family. So how do you get adopted? How do you get born again? How does that happen? You got to realize you're a sinner. You got to realize that, my friend, that, uh, that Jesus Christ died on the cross and, and did everything necessary so that you might be saved. Go to John chapter 1. I close with this. How do you become a child of God? How do you get born into the family of God? How do you get adopted into the family? Look in John 1 and verse 12. You ready? You see it? But as many as what? Received him. To them gave he power to become what? Sons of God. But as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God. The way you become a child of God, the way you're born again, the way you get adopted into the family is by receiving Jesus Christ. You got to receive Jesus Christ. You say, I'm not going to receive Christ, and you don't get in the family. You'll die outside the family. You don't get to go to heaven. Because heaven, as I said at the beginning, is only for the children of God. So if you're going to get born again, if you're going to get adopted into the family, you must be born again. You must receive Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ is not a way to heaven. He is the way to heaven. That is how you become a child of God. But as many as what? Received Him to them gave he power to become the
the sons of God. It's not religion. It's not denomination. It's not your works. It's receiving Jesus. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. 45 years ago, my sister invited me to a revival. I went with her, had long hair way past my shoulders, sniffed gas over, over a lawnmower to get a high, and did a lot of other things that was wrong as a teenager. And that night in that service, I realized I'm a sinner. Christ died for me. I was born in sin from Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden. That brought sin into the world. Now I have a sinful nature. If I'm going to go to heaven, I've got to get born again. Well, how do I do that? Join the church, give preacher money, get baptized, live a good life. How do I get in God's family? I want to get into the family. I want to be a part of the family. He said, receive my son. 45 years ago, I put my faith and trust in what Christ did and not what I do. And I received Christ. And I got born in the family. And by the way, I've been in the family ever since. Can't get out of the family. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Has there been a time in your life that you received Christ as your Savior? Are you in the family? Well, there's some blessings being in the family. Can I get a witness? I don't know how you feel about the family tonight. I love being in the family of God. I don't have any regret with my life an ounce of being in the family. The only regret I have, I wish I'd have gotten the family earlier and quicker than what I did. I was 16 years old when I got saved. I wish I'd have been uh, like uh, Judah this morning that got saved, got baptized. I just wish I'd have heard it and somebody could explain it to me that I could understand it, brought it down to my level and not shot over my head. I believe I even got saved earlier than that. But I never heard it. I didn't understand it. I thought if I live good, be good, do good, go to church, do this, I might make it maybe. I didn't realize salvation was in Christ. Him alone. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed tonight. Thank you for listening to tonight's service. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless. Amen and amen.